to Gippsland Anglicans On Air, where we discuss matters of modern life through a Christian lens. My name is Libby Willems, and today we continue our wondering about the Christian season of Advent. Last week, we were introduced to the theme of hope. Today, we continue with our with part two of a four-week series of episodes that explores the season of Advent, which leads us up to Christmas. And today's theme is peace. So what is a state of peace? When do we know we are experiencing it? Does everything need to be right to be at peace? Is peace on earth an unattainable dream? Is it easy to be peaceful? How does pursuing peace help us to grow? To help us answer some of these questions, I am so pleased to be joined by the Reverend Dr. Tim Gaydon. Welcome, Tim, and peace be with you. And also with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's a privilege to be invited. Oh, it's a delight to have you. And thank you for helping us understand the topic of peace. We hear that the phrase peace be with you. We hear that in churches, or you might have heard that in community sometimes when you're out and about. And we say that um, quite often in the Christian community. Why do we say this to one another, Tim? Well, I think uh, peace is one of the things that has always been really closely connected with Jesus. Uh, right from the earliest times in the Old Testament, as the prophets and the, the Jewish people looked forward to Jesus coming, one of the things that they looked forward to him coming, to him bringing, was that peace, that Old Testament understanding of shalom. As, and that's why he's called in the Old Testament the Prince of Peace is one of the titles in, in the prophecies. But he's going to be the one who, as part of his ministry and part of his life, is going to usher in a new sense of peace uh, in the way that the Old Testament understood it, uh, which is not a kind of vacuum. Uh, you know, I, I'm a school teacher, so sometimes for me I think peace is when there are no children in the classroom and everything is quiet and still. That's not really what the Bible uh, thinks that peace is. It thinks of peace as a very active kind of thing. It's a sort of a vision of, of wholeness and of healing and of flourishing in which the kinds of divisions that uh, hammer people down and stop them from achieving all that they could be are removed and all of God's creation, all the people, the animals, the earth, everything gets to flourish and grow into that kind of fullness um, that has always been been God's vision for, for the world that God's made. So um, I think that's why we say peace be with you because in Jesus we feel close to that sense of wholeness and that sense of healing that we enjoy together in in. Christian community at its best, uh, and that we see uh, breaking out in the world as God's purposes is being worked out. And that idea of sort of peace be with you is a way of saying, may that flourishing that's ours in Christ Jesus be yours too. So sometimes uh, in our church services as Anglicans, we have a, a kind of break, a, a half-time pause, as it were, <laughs> or an interval. Uh, nobody brings that... the oranges out, though, Tim. Nobody <laughs> brings the oranges. And it's called the greeting of the peace, and that's where we do wish each other that kind of peace. And it sort of springs naturally out of the worship that we're enjoying together and our hope as Christians that the divisions that hold people down are overcome in our worship and that, that we're pointing forward to a future where God's purpose for us in in Christ Jesus is going to be worked out. So it's natural that we should stop and do that. It's um, a surprise we only do it once. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, it was um, I jumped ahead and asked you questions before I invited you to tell us a little bit about 
your role. You mentioned a school teacher. Is there anything else you'd like to oh, share about well, I, working I'm in Gippsland? I'm a newcomer to Gippsland. I've only been here for about a year and a half. Welcome. And for the last 10 years, I've been working in the Diocese of Ballarat over the other side of Victoria, uh, where I uh, was in charge of a couple of parishes and worked as the canon theologian, a kind of teaching office in the diocese, and where I ended up being the senior chaplain at Ballarat Grammar. Uh-huh. So I sort of fell into school chaplaincy almost by accident because I teach philosophy in Latin and they were looking for someone to do that in the grammar school and I agreed to do that and then the sort of chaplaincy, because I was an ordained minister, the chaplaincy yes. came after that when their chaplain suddenly left. Ah. Uh, so uh, in a way it seems as if God has sort of lured me into school chaplaincy and um, <laughs> a couple of years ago we decided because of the, the warmth of the, um, you know, the, the warmer climate here in Gippsland and mm. the proximity of the beach and the friendliness of the people, uh, that we would leave uh, the icy <laughs> environment oh. and come and live here. And it's been a tremendous move. We've loved being here. And so now I'm the chaplain at Gippsland Grammar. Uh, I also fill in a bit on Sundays at Mafra and at uh, Painesville and do some other bits and pieces for the bishop uh, in, in the wider diocese. And I'm loving being here. Oh, yeah. well, welcome to Gippsland. And did you hear that, listeners? Our, our um, reputation went before us and we've drawn someone from the other <laughs> side, the western side of the state, over to our eastern beautiful land, our mountains and our beaches and our rivers and our and our not least of uh, le- uh, not least of all the communities and the people yeah, here. Absolutely. So, oh, I'm glad you found Gippsland, Tim. I'm glad you got here eventually. That's Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> So Advent is a season of four weeks. It precedes Christmas, so goes before. We spoke about, heard about and spoke about hope last week. This week we're thinking about and speaking about peace. How does peace help us prepare for Christmas? Well, I think peace helps us to prepare for Christmas and, and Advent helps us to prepare for Christmas because Advent is about waiting. It's four weeks of waiting. And in that waiting, I think we as Christians learn really important lessons which we forget for the rest of the year and then have to be reminded of each time Advent starts. The first thing about the waiting in Advent is that reminder that things happen in God's time, uh, not our time. So that that whole discipline of learning to wait is a way of remembering that it's not what we want or, or that we're not in control, but that God's in control. And so I think, you know, that that discipline of learning to wait as we look forward to Christmas is an important reminder um, that uh, it's up to God and not up to us. And, and that's the first important thing, I think, about Advent. Uh, the second important thing about Advent, I think, is that it kind of purifies your desires. Um, supermarkets are really good at putting the things kids want by the um, by the cash, no, no, by the checkouts, mm. so that when you're lining up there with your groceries, your kids grab stuff off the thing there and say, I want this, I want this, I must have this. Uh, and uh, I was just to tell uh, my kids, uh, if you still want it in a month, uh, we'll talk about it. <laughs> uh, then they had to put it back and they were good kids and so they <laughs> did that. Uh, and um, likewise, I think, this process of waiting the four weeks before Christmas helps us to kind of purify the things that we think we want until we focus on the things that, that we really need. So I think there is a kind of purifying that happens also in, in Advent. Uh, and then lastly, um, you know, as we say in our everyday language, uh, something's worth waiting for. Mm. Uh, so I think, you know, that whole process of waiting for Jesus helps us to remember how important this gift is is for us and 
for our communities. And so that whole process of not getting Jesus straight away but having to wait for Jesus helps us to to remember how important it is, what we're waiting for. So I think in, in all those ways, Advent's a really important part of the, the life of, of a Christian community. So you're talking about that the internal um, development of, of our character. Um, is I suppose it, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as individuals hmm. uh, and then also as, as communities. Um, hmm. You know, communities also have to, to learn to wait and to learn that there are things sort of outside their control that they receive in the end as as a gift as much as anything else, um, a, a gift from God. Uh, so, so I think it is an individual thing, but I think it's also a, a bigger thing, mm. that process of waiting on, on God and God's purposes mm. is, is both individual and, and bigger. Um, I think in particular peace uh, comes to figure in Advent um, because of this long history of people longing for that wholeness and longing for that healing, which we experience in, in the church by reading bits of the Old Testament where the prophets and, and the generations of, of Jewish people were longing for the Messiah who would bring in mm. that kind of wholeness, uh, a much bigger and more expansive sense of wholeness. You'll remember um, that Judas Iscariot and the Zealots get into a bit of trouble because they think that this wholeness is a political one about getting rid of the Romans, mm. and part of Jesus' ministry and teaching is to remind us about the fullness of that vision of peace that he's bringing, the fullness uh, of that that healing uh, and that flourishing. Um, so I suppose uh, if I were asked in a nutshell to give a 30-second interview rather than a 30-minute interview, uh, what is peace about, I would point to, to that verse in, in Galatians 3.16, and in Christ Jesus, there is no Jew nor Greek, no rich nor poor, no slave nor, f- nor free, no male nor female, for we were all baptised into the one body by the same spirit. And it is that sense of those divisions being overcome and everyone being set free uh, to enjoy the full flourishing that's God's plan for them. Um, that, I think, is, is, is the kind of um, salvation and wholeness and healing that we look forward to Jesus bringing, even in the crib, uh, on Christmas morning, and Advent is a great time to focus for four weeks on on that fullness and that wholeness. I was going to ask you about your favourite scripture, but I think you think you do it too. Well, that is one of my that is one of my favourites. I have to say, it it's is. beautiful. Thank you. I loved your example of of how you were fostering that discernment between what I want and what I need in your children with a <laughs> like a, a, a shopping experience. So you, yeah. you were saying about, you know, if you still want it in a month, let's talk about it. And it reminded me of um, some things that our family have done too where we've saved up for a holiday and rather than, you know, max out a credit card or something to, to have that holiday sooner, part of our holiday process was about the saving and the anticipating and the looking forward to it and the conversations around what we're looking forward to doing and the you know what we need to do how much we need to and it became everybody's job to sort of scrape together the dollars that we needed to have this holiday in our you know and it by our measure was quite a significant holiday and (laughs) tell me what did your children learn how easy was that lesson for them that was, uh, uh, well, I have two children and, and one of them found it easier than the other one. Yeah. Um, but um, both of them have always had to save their pocket money or do their chores, yeah. just like you did with your holiday, to save up for the things that they want. And I think that that's given them that sense of um, really learning to decide what 
you really do truly desire in order to go through that hard work of, of saving for it. Mm. And they're still only in their 20s and um, uh, like I was in my 20s, uh, they're not the most patient kids, but they're on the way, you know, and, <laughs> and I think they've learned some good lessons and some life, some good life skills yeah. that are going to help them um, treasure that discipline of waiting and saving yeah. uh, and then really enjoying the end result of that, which is, I think, yeah. important. So yeah. an age of instant gratification, uh, as they say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you have any favourite Advent traditions at this time, Tim? What do you what do you like to do and see? Well, um, my favourite Advent tradition, uh, as you probably already guessed from what I've been saying, is the Advent wreath, which is a kind of stop clock. It's like a, yeah. a timer that counts down and so teaches just, you about waiting. Just describe the Advent wreath for for anyone who may so, may not have seen one for a while. Um, it's a circle. Uh, with four candles in it, one for each Sunday inside Advent, uh, three purple ones and one pink one for a special uh, kind of refreshment or, or um, uh, rejoicing Sunday that comes in the middle of, of Advent in the olden days. And then in the middle, there is often the big white candle that's lit on Christmas Day as we welcome Jesus, the light of the world, um, into our, and the waiting is over. Yeah. And uh, and the Christmas celebrations begin. So it is a kind of um, slow motion um, timer, really, that counts down uh, the way, uh, the time to Christmas. And um, each Sunday when you come to church, another candle is lit and the light that comes from the wreath is a little bit stronger and your hope and your kind of longing for everything that Christmas brings grows brighter until kind of eventually it comes. Mm. Uh, And in the churches where I've been, we've always got the youngest person to light the wreath, oh. uh, light the candle every Sunday, which is, again, about that tradition of how um, the young people in our midst are a sign of our hope for, for the future and mm. for all that the future will bring and are giving us this gift of hope to the older people in the congregation every Sunday as they light the candle. And it's, it's a really beautiful part of um, community building and, yeah. and, uh, and of, you know, Christian community. So, so I really love the Advent wreath uh, more than anything. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. We look around. We um, the world can seem like a difficult place sometimes, um, mm. even in our own households and our schools, our workplaces, and not even mentioning the world beyond our national borders. And where can you describe a time where you've seen peace shine through in a place that you just didn't expect to see it? Yeah. What does peace look um, like when it's happening? Not everything about getting older is great, but one of the good things about getting older is that you've got more memories. Yeah. And so even inside my own lifetime, when I think about my own lifetime and examples of this idea of peace as a kind of wholeness and a healing breaking into the life of the world, uh, I can think of five things at least that um, that encourage me. One is um, the increased uh, role of women in the church and in the world and the way the gifts of women have been celebrated and treasured in a way that they weren't uh, when I was younger. Mm. I think that's a real sign of that kind of breaking in of the wholeness and the healing. Also, we can say the same thing about um, disabled people Mm. with the flourishing of the Paralympics and the sense that they're not people who have to be shunted off to the side but are people who enjoy a spot in the centre of our community just like anybody else. That's another example, I think, of that that wholeness just, just in my my lifetime, mm. uh, which I've seen, um, the way that we deal with uh, Indigenous people in Australia, it's been a longer story than just my lifetime. 
Um, but over maybe three or four generations, the way that we've um, dealt with and learnt to, to treasure and learn from our First Nations people here in Australia has changed tremendously. And I think they're all examples of, of that peace, that vision of shalom, wholeness, breaking into the life of the world and into the life of the church, but outside the church uh, as well, because you know, God's at work outside the church as well as inside the church. And um, part of the church's job is to look to see how God's peace is breaking in and to learn to point to that and to celebrate it so that all people uh, can see what's happening. Mm-hmm. The last one that occurred to me is the, it's going back a little bit now, uh, the North Island Peace Agreement. Uh, when I was a teenager, the IRA were setting off bombs in London and um, uh, bolstered people, uh, you know, um, uh, Protestants in, in Ireland were kneecapping and killing Catholics and mm. that eventually came to an end after a long, 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 long time. But there was eventually that breaking in of peace and wholeness that comes from recognising that they needed to find a way to live together and to find space and for each other and respect each other, yeah. uh, which is just another example on a political world stage of that kind of peace breaking into the world. I'm encouraged. I mean, th- there are terrible things happening in the world, uh, but it would be a mistake to throw your hands up and, and say there is no God. Mm. Uh, there are good things happening in, in the world as well, mm. and it's clearly we know from reading the Bible God's desire that we uh, throw ourselves in on the side of the angels and look for those examples of peace and celebrate them and treasure them in our own personal lives and in our communities. Mm. So so I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful and I don't let the news get me down. It feels like a good time for a song. and You've chosen one for us today. What have you got for us? Well, um, as you'd imagine from me talking, uh, I've um, chosen one that's about Advent uh, and that is about that theme of waiting and about what the coming of Jesus brings for us in our own hearts, uh, in our communities, uh, and for the world as a whole. Uh, so it's a, a Christmas carol, or it's called a Christmas carol, but it's really an Advent carol, uh, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, which is a translation into English of an 8th century uh, set of titles for Jesus that have talked about the longing that Christians have had for Jesus through the centuries. Uh, and it's sung by the choir of Clare College, Cambridge. Beautiful. Let's have a listen.
Welcome back to Gippsland Anglicans on Air, where we are speaking with the Reverend Dr. Tim Gaydon about the theme of peace during the season of Advent. Tim, that was a beautiful selection of music. How does it speak to you personally, that song? Personally, it speaks to me in two ways. Uh, It is a translation of an 8th century Latin text, Uh, and I say this partly because I'm a Latin teacher, so I love Latin, but really because it connects me to that centuries-long, millennia-long history of Christians who've longed for Jesus and all that Jesus brings. And so when I sing that carol, uh, I'm being connected to these monastic communities that first developed uh, those words and had that hope in their hearts. And I join into that story, which was happening before I was and which will continue after I'm gone and may never come to an end until Jesus returns and the the new Jerusalem that the Bible speaks of, the when Jesus returns and and refashions and restores everything into its wholeness and fullness, uh, we may not see all of that breaking in until that moment, uh, whenever that happens, but I'm a part of that story and it's part of my story to live and to know that hope in my life, to pass that on to the students that I work with and the parishioners that I I work with and the Christians uh, that that, uh, I share a ministry with, um, to be in that period of that longer longer period than four weeks, (laughs) who knows how long it will be, thousands of years of longing for that fullness and and waiting for that fullness and seeing it breaking in here and here and here and there, but but also knowing that it isn't here in all its fullness yet, Mm. that is something that we hope and and that we long for. So so that's one reason why I like uh, to sing that one. Uh, the other one is that each verse takes one of the titles given to Jesus from the Old Testament, yeah. Yeah. which shows how rich this uh, idea of peace is. And you know, when you drop a, a, a pebble into a pond and you get that ripple of concentric circles coming out from the dropping of the pebble? Well, I think of the Bible's vision of peace like that. Yeah. There's peace in my heart, which is an important part of the wholeness and healing that Jesus brings. And then next ring out is that peace in my family, mm. uh, which is a really important thing for some people, especially around Christmas, mm. uh, when sometimes that can be a bit fraught and a bit tense, to have that longing for the peace and the people that you love all around you closely. Mm. And then there's another ring out where I look for for peace in my parish or peace in my region. Mm. And I think here in Gippsland especially of the fires and floods and the way that creation is suffering and the role that we have in helping to rebuild and and help creation to flourish again. And then there's another kind of ring out, which is my church. Uh, The Anglican Church has not known a whole lot of peace uh, in recent years and we've been fighting about one thing and another. Um, So each of these concentric rings broadens out that idea of God's wholeness and and God's healing Mm. from my heart to the heart of the world, to Gaza, to Palestine, to to Israel, uh, as we're currently seeing it, and and stops me from ever falling into the trap of thinking that peace is just about me. Mm. Peace is about God's work in the the whole world, the whole of creation, um, uh, and is rich and, and, and unfathomable in its kind of complexities and its beauty. Mm. And there's always more to see and feel about God's peace breaking out in the world. So those verses, each of them, um, there is especially a verse which we never sing, and I couldn't find a recording which had this verse in it, but it's a verse that goes, O come, desire of nations bind, 
all peoples in one heart and mind. Bid envy, strife and quarrel cease, fill the whole world with heaven's peace. Ah. That longing for peace to break out, not just in my heart and home and town, but across the world, which is part of our hope every Christmas, um, that, 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 uh, that Jesus will bring more of that peace into people's lives and into the life of the world. So that... Coming near to the end of our time together, which I'm so disappointed about because I'm deep in this conversation and I'd love to continue it. The very last thing I, I just want to um, uh, add in was that just today, actually, I saw a headline that nearly half of Australians are open to invitation to church at Christmas. I thought that was interesting. That's from a, that's from a National Church Life survey, um, which... I thought was really encouraging. So is this a good time for people who already have a relationship with their church to extend an invitation to people who may not um, go to churches now? And it's not necessarily with the, even with the view that they keep coming, but is it something, is this a good time? Uh, I, think, I think it is a good time. I think it's uh, maybe it's the best time. Um, come on in. Here you are um, joining a community of people who are committed uh, to showing that life of peace uh, in their own life together and being a community where, where you can share that. Um, uh, sometimes people say that the church uh, has a good news to share, but I think uh, in some ways that stops us from seeing that the church is a good news. It's not something that we tell other people. It's something that we show in our life together. And in that way, we shine like the candles of an advent wreath, or we should, uh, in the world and bring more and more of that lightness. And Christian communities are always open and welcoming to people who want to come and share in that light and that that hope and that, that sense of peace. Yeah. So we're really focused on that in the, in the run-up to Christmas. Uh, and, and I would say to anybody who is thinking about coming to church, um, rock up to your nearest church. Uh, enjoy that hope that you're going to find there and enjoy that that warmth and that fellowship that you'll find there and become part of this group of people who are trying to be open to God's peace breaking out amongst them and bringing that wholeness and healing mm. that everybody needs. Tim, thank you so much. It's been a delight, but we do need to end this rich conversation. Um, I want to thank you, Tim, for joining us today on Gippsland Anglicans and on, on air and all the listeners who have heard uh, this half-hour program. To discover more episodes, you can check out our podcasts at www.gippslandanglicans.org.au and search Gippsland Anglicans on air. While you are there, do take a look at our magazine, The Gippsland Anglican, for more pictures and stories of how Anglicans right across Gippsland and the world are bringing God's kingdom into being. My name is Libby Willems. You've been joined by the Reverend Dr. Tim, uh, the Reverend Canon, Dr. Tim Hayden. Have I got now? I've got to think I'm all no, I'm not a canon anymore because oh, I left Ballarat. So the big, the the big guns are in Ballarat and it's just the Reverend Doctor again. So. <laughs> thank you for joining us. My name is Libby and thank you for listening and peace be with you. Peace be with you. Wishing all your listeners a merry and a peaceful Christmas. Yeah.